0: Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to um, Sacred Elohim's Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries. This is Kim, your local rabbi and minister here. Uh, We are starting week two, chapter two of the Isaiah Key. Now, this one focuses on mainly the chapter of Isaiah itself and keys he gives to harbingers. Now, I will say the verse it's discussing is Isaiah 9, 10. So, I won't read that verse tonight Um, It'll be next week's uh, prologue, but we are going to go over some of the uh, keys before we go into the next section so um, The mystery of the Shemitah chapter 2 week 2 the Isaiah key the warning what is a warning? So we look at the warning this first half of the hour Um, does Yahuwah or God send warnings in the Bible or in everyday life. Yes, he does send warnings in the Bible in everyday life. Look at chapter Isaiah. A good warning was uh, talking about our next chapter, which is Isaiah nine ten. It was a decree that the Israelis did. Uh, talking about rebuilding not of brick but of stone. Uh, building, uh, putting in a tree and so forth and so on. So we're going to go in here. Is, is it clear? A clear pattern revealed before judgment? Warning. Uh, Warnings are given in visions, dreams, audible voice, prophetic utterances, signs, and written word. So, remember, if you meet somebody that has a gift of written word, listen. Because three quarters of the time, it's a warning. So, we'll go on. All these are prophetic acts that they are supernatural in relevance. Even natural events can be supernatural. God does not, or Yahuwah, does not change Change, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So, remember that Yeshua talked about it, or Jesus talked about it then, and God talked about it in the Old Testament. So, think about it, he's been the same for all time, no matter what. He is God, he is Yahuwah, he is Yeshua. So, think about that. Yahuwah sends prophetic warnings even into the modern world. So, think about this. Yahuwah sends prophetic warnings. So we got to think about that. A good warning, is it like in Zechariah? Uh, Revelations is another good warning. Uh, And some of your past prophetic events, like the birth of the Messiah, were prophetic nuances. And throughout, even in the the, uh, Psalms, David wrote prophetic insight. So think about that. B, we are talking about the Day of the Towers. The Day of the Towers reveals the harbingers that manifest in modern times. Think about that. If I get through chapter 3, the next segment, I might kind of prelude into 3. So right now we're just focusing on uh, 2. Okay. One of these is the book of Isaiah itself is a key to understanding. So C, the key, the Isaiah key. What is a key that Isaiah used to fundamentally explain the Harbingers and explain the Shemitah and the mystery of the Shemitah with the Harbingers? So here's some of the keys. Signs, one transfixed on an object. It's always focusing on an object that brings destruction. The sign, sign, one sign, a tree that had been struck by a calamity. Okay. The mystery that is found in the tree. What is the mystery? And why is there a mystery? Okay. The fallen tree is the first puzzle. So think. What was those two trees? There was two trees mentioned in, in Isaiah 9 10. Okay. One was a sycamore. The other one was a cedar. Or in this case you know, whatever pine tree it might be. But in this case, it was a cedar. One replaced the other. One is a prophetic nuance, and the other one is actually a prophecy being fulfilled. So think about that. Okay, now we go to the puzzle pieces. There are nine signs that are relevant or revealing. They are still standing as today, according to God or Yahuwah. These are the puzzle pieces that lead to the Shemitah. And what the Shemitah is. So remember, a Shemitah is a seven-year cycle. And that seven-year cycle is based on agricultural or gregarian. Whether it be farming or planting, it's based on an agricultural system. Okay? Um, These come by accident, but they are keys. That are not being searched for so many people I don't care where it's Jew or Gentile that believe they don't really take the time to look at the prophetic harbingers like uh, Jonathan Kahn did and I really enjoyed this section because he alluded to many different harbingers, but mainly he focused on What led into modern times and why? Okay, the genesis of the harbingers Bible parables Allegories, stories and symbols lead to spiritual truth and prophecy. So remember, if there's spiritual truth and spiritual prophecy, pay attention because usually there's a harbinger somewhere in it. Okay, The prophet and the nine seals. The narrative involves a myst- mystery, mysterious figure called the prophet. okay? He receives an odd gift of a clay tablet with seals on it. A seal remained. The seals remained a mystery till it was solved and unlocked. So, Isaiah has seals or keys. These keys unlock the whole prophetic history of mankind from the beginning to the end. But there's specific things that led to the judgment of Israel, that led up to that judgment and the harbingers. And is the United States fulfilling those harbingers as we speak? Or have they happened? Guarantee, you'll see. Um, The going forth, all things must go forth in God's will or Yahuwah's will. He has plans for all. There are fingerprints everywhere we look. No matter where we look, God has a prophetic fingerprint of everything. So, basically, chapter 2, week 2, wasn't too much of a big thing. Uh, It was mainly focusing on the Isaiah keys uh, and lean you into the book of Isaiah nine ten. So, now I'm going to just give you a little prelude. Chapter 3 is the mystery of the nine harbingers. So, we're going to start there. We might end up finishing this section a little early and starting the next section. So, just be prepared. So, now we're going to go over the nine harbingers of judgment. The breach. The terrorist. Or the vow of defiance. The fallen brick think what would what would be a fallen brick and wine the tower what was the tower okay the gazette stone or Gazette stone the sycamore the Ezret tree the utterances and the prophecy so think of these and think of what they are I might even go into the second section just to complete week one and week two so we have a fresh start on week three For week four so we'll just go ahead since i still have time and we'll go through this so we are talking about the mystery of the nine harbingers we're going to go with the first harbinger uh which is a key the breach what is a breach think Uh, when you think about a breach you think about a baby right well in this case a breach in the old times wasn't a baby being born the wrong way being born feet first a breach was a breach of a wall or in this case, God pulling back his pr- hedge of protection and people actually getting to you, okay? The signs of a breach, these are the signs of coming warning, national shaking, forms of attack, temporary or continual, and wake, and it wakes up the nation. So think about in a breach, what we're talking about, a breach now is to wake up a nation or people. So in Genesis 38, 29, we see here, but then he withdrew his hand and his brothers came out. So she said, how did you manage to break out first? Okay, therefore he was named Peretz, which means break out. That's what it talks about, a breach. Okay, we see in Leviticus, break for break, eye for eye tooth for tooth. Where injury he has caused, the other person is to render to him in return. So here God is talking about if somebody breaks something or breaches something, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Okay. Mm-hmm. Numbers 14 34 talks about it will make, it will be a year for every day you spent. Re recounting the land that you will bear the consequences for your offenses 40 years for 40 years 40 days for 40 years then you will know what it is it means to oppose me so in this case God is using the technique breach for a breach 40 days for 40 years okay take that into consideration 40 years 40 40 days 40 years okay we also see this in Judges 21-15, 2 Samuel 5-20, 2 Samuel 6-8, 2 Kings 12-5, 1 Chronicles 3:11, 11 1 Chronicles 15-13, Nehemiah 6-1, Job 16-14, Psalms 106-23, Proverbs 15-4, Isaiah 30-13, Isaiah 30-26, Isaiah 58-12, Jeremiah, huh? Prophets now, fourteen seventeen. Lamentations two thirteen, and Ezekiel twenty ten, twenty six ten. So we see that a breach, okay, is when a nation is shaken with something. It's a form of an attack of some sort. It's either temporary or continual, and it wakes up the nation usually. In some form all right so now we're going to look at the ancient manifestation the ancient manifestation or the ancient appearance is a manifest manifested in Israel in in 732 BC a breach by an enemy attack protection was lifted there was a temporary and continual attack and God used his voice to warn them prior in in Isaiah okay the reappearance of this manifestation was in America on September the 11th of 2001. The hedge of protection was lifted. The enemy attacked us by, by the Twin Towers. It was a temporary and continuous God God's voice that was not listened to, nothing else, based on judgment. There was a similar reaction as Israel did. It could lead to a judgment by God. So we got, we're going to stop there with the first harbinger. Just remember, September the 11th was a breach, 2001. It was the beginning of progressively disregarding God, okay? Now we're making a turnaround and coming back to God. But in that time, there were certain harbingers leading to the final judgment. So we've got to think, what is this final judgment and Why? Alrighty, so we're coming to the top of the hour here shortly. And I'm going to give you a little analogy. Uh, We are looking now, I invite you to Impact Church. Uh, It's on 2319 South 6th Street in Arlington, Ohio. It's a little church, it's great, I go to it. Even a Messianic Jew, I enjoy it. And I spend time with my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I really enjoy it. So, I encourage you to come on over Sunday at 11 a.m. They also have life groups, Wednesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. I can contact, you just contact me and I can give you that information, um, where it'll be and what'll be. Um, But I encourage you to visit Sundays. It's really nice there, and the people are nice, so... If you're a Jew or or just somebody that needs some kind of help and support, they can give it. So and count me being there. So we're coming to the top of the hour, and I appreciate it. I'm going to be stopping here in a few minutes and and we'll give you a little food for thought. Think. A breach. Even our own lives can be breached. So just because we're talking about September the 11th of 2001, our lives every day are breached by Satan. So think about it. He will do anything to ruin our lives and keep us away from God. But God seals those breaches, He seals them by His blood. So think about it. Uh, Jesus is the only way to get to the Father. And no one can come to the Father but Him. So think about it. And I encourage you, if you're unsaved, Fall to your knees in prayer to the Lord. And if you are saved, just thank God you're saved and blessed. And he gives you blessings every day. And be wise to the wise. All right. That is my word and thought for the day. Also count this week. Gentlemen. Da da da. We got our study session. All righty. I'm going to cut for now for 10 minutes. So let's find start reading hi everybody welcome back second session we are going to start discussing about the second harbinger which is the terrorist the signs of a terrorist an open strike of judgment the breach of the nation's hedge of protection and the military's action to the act of terrorism we see this in deuteronomy it says adonai your yahuwah or god will cause you to defend defeat you to defeat before your enemy be defeated before your enemies you will advance on them one way and flee before them 7 times you will become an object of horror to even the kingdoms of the earth or the kingdoms on earth okay the ancient appearance of this harbinger the harbinger manifests itself in ancient israel and the mastermind of the attack was the assyrians The world's first terrorist act and the father of terrorism. Hmm. Think about it. Assyria, Iran were the fathers of terrorism. Interesting. Okay. The reappearance of this happened in modern times. It says it manifested on American soil as the attack was mastermind. Okay. It says how the terrorists used children and other people. This mimicked what happened to Israel with Assyria, the vow, okay, so what's a vow of defiance? look at that uh the attack in seven thirty two b c the people of Israel made a vow Ooh. the word recorded the word recorded the vow in Isaiah the prophet isaiah nine ten which I spoke before. the bricks have fallen, but we will rebuild with. Hewed stone the sycamore have been cut down, but we will plant cedars in their place ouch Okay, the vow was an act of defiance to God Nations has said you will not humble us you will not We will not repent we will not turn back rather we will continue to depart from your ways We will rebuild we will replant by our own power and resources we will come back stronger than before against you against you so in place of repentance was pride ouch and in place of humility was arrogance ouch this set the course for the nation nation's destruction okay give me one minute here all right so we're seeing that This particular verse, which was a a vow of defiance, set the course for the nation's destruction. Sounds a little bit familiar, don't it? The third harbinger is a fallen brick. The bricks have fallen. The sign of the fallen brick, the first act of warning and judging, is marked by the image of falling, collapsing buildings. Ouch. The ruined heap, heaps that will stand in their place. Okay. The tangible sign and the most concrete image of calamity. It appeared anciently as a tangible sign of what took place in 732 B.C. In ruins heaps the buildings that the Assyrians had destroyed it reappeared its reappearance its reappearance In the modern times, the most tangible sign was 9-11, was the falling towers. Think about that. I was there the day the towers fell. I was there watching it on TV at my home, watching them as they fell. Okay. The ruined heaps that stood in their place. Okay. Isaiah 37-11 says, You have heard what the kings of Asher have done to all the land. They have completely destroyed them. So how will you be delivered Okay, and again in 2nd Kings 19 11, we see this You have heard what the kings of Asher have done to all the land they have completely destroyed them so you will be delivered oh so 2nd Kings 9 11, and Isaiah 37 11, in comparison match Okay, so now we go to the fourth harbinger, the tower, but we will rebuild. Ouch, the sign of the tower, the nation under judgment returns to the grounds of destruction and vows to rebuild the fallen buildings, but now bigger, taller, and stronger than before. Sound familiar? Mm Mm-hmm. The reconstruction becomes a symbol of the nation's attempt at a defiant resurgence. According to the most ancient translations of the scriptures, it will take take the form as a rising tower. Ouch! Okay. Ancient appearances. It says, In the await, this is what he says, of the Assyrian attack, the people of Israel vowed to rebuild the fallen buildings and build them bigger, better, and stronger than before. Okay. Rising up from the ruinous heaps, would be walls, dwellings, and towers of stone. Okay. So, where does this appear in our modern times? In the wake of 9-11, America embarked on a campaign to rebuild the ruins of the Twin Towers. From the ground of destruction, a tower began to rise. Ouch. Resulting in edifying would be the greatest objective of defiance ever erected on American soil. Ouch! So, we're seeing here that what we did by rebuilding the towers, God destroyed that financial system and towers, but yet they rebuilt it as an act of defiance. Think about it. It's a key. A possible key. A possible key, people. A possible key. Alrighty, so... Let's look at the next one. The fifth harbinger is the gazette stone. What's a gazette stone? Hmm. Think about it. We will rebuild with a huge stone. So a gazette stone, or gazette in Hebrew, is a huge stone out of a rock face. Okay? It's not clay bricks. It's not concrete bricks. It's a huge stone base. It says, a sign of a gazette stone. After the attack, the people carved out a massive rectangular block of stone, uh, block of stone from the mountainside of rock. They then bring it to the site of destruction where the bricks had fallen, and there set it into place. The stone will be the first embodiment of their, vow of defiance interesting the ancient appearance of this thing the people of Israel vowed to rebuild not with clay bricks that had fallen but with huge stone he, in Hebrew it is gazette, or gazette. Um, excuse me gazette indicating a massive rectangular block of stone chiseled out from a mountain rock face this stone was large and carved out of bedrock so think of something the size of your home being lifted and transported to put into place as a base. Okay. In this case, the the rock could have possibly been the temple. It could have been a tower. It could have been anything that was destroyed that they was building in defi. They was doing in defiance of what they don't normally do. Alrighty. Now, we'll go, go the sixth harbinger, the sycamore. Here's your first tree. The sycamore has been cut down. Hmm, interesting. The sign of the sycamore. Attacks not only caused the fall of buildings, but also, also the streaking, striking down of a tree. One particular kind of tree, the sycamore, a sign of national judgment. So, in God's eyes, a sycamore any kind of sycamore is a judgment think about it it appeared anciently it manifested itself in israel as a sycamore trees were struck down in the midst of the attack plain and simple period now we go in the reappearance on 911 the reappearance on 911 The sixth harbinger manifested itself on American soil. Ooh, As the towers fell, struck down a tree, a sycamore tree, a single sycamore tree now. The ancient sign of national judgment at the corner of ground zero happened. So we go on to see again. The seventh harbinger is the Eretz tree, or the replacement tree. But we will plant cedars in their place, a conifer. The sign of the eratz tree, or the conifer tree. In the wake of the calamity, the people resolved to plant another tree. The second tree was not a sycamore, but a stronger one in defiance. Uh, The English cedar standing for the Hebrew Eratz tree, a conifer, a green, evergreen, a pinta tree. This tree to symbolize their self-confidence, confidence, um, confidence, hope in their resurgence. So we're seeing a tree representing us re going forth. Okay? So here we see the ancient appearance. Israel planted a tree in the place of the fallen sycamores. Another sign of their defiance and the resolve to come back stronger than before. Okay? Now, the reappearance is two years after the calamity. The seventh harbinger manifested on American soil. Ouch! It appeared at ground zero on the corner from where the tree once stood. A tree to replace the fallen sycamore. An Eretz tree that stood in the soil of the very same sycamore stood, but was not a sycamore. They had a ceremony and gave it a name, the Tree of Hope. Ouch! The Tree of Hope. Interesting. As we proceeded, okay, Obama come into office a year later. He was in office for eight years, and the first thing it goes into place, two years later... After the towers were destroyed and they started building the towers and so forth. They lay a gazette stone and so forth. Then here comes this tree to replace a sycamore that had been destroyed. Interesting. The eighth, har- the eighth harbinger in Isaiah. The utterance. The sign of the utterance. National leaders utter the vow of Israel from nine ten, Done in the public as a declaration. This defiance of God or Yahuwah, by pronouncing the, this, is bringing judgment. Interesting. In the ancient times it appeared, the vow was spoken by Jewish leaders. Only leaders can speak for a nation and determine the course of the nation. The vow is a rally cry, but also pronounces judgment at the same time. Interesting. The reappearance on the third anniversary of 9 11, a famous American leader spoke before the Congressional Caucus. Ouch! Out of his mouth proceeded the ancient vow of defiance. He unwittingly pronounced judgment on America. Ooh, ooh. So, I'm going to cut here at Prophecy Harbinger 8. Okay which is the utterances. We've went over utterances. So now I'm going to direct you to Impact Church on 6th Street. It's 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio. You can come even all the way from Huntington if you wish, or you can find it online on Facebook, Instagram, so forth and so on. I welcome you. You'll see me there, and I'll see you there. So we will continue with the ninth harbinger, the prophecy. After the after this session. And I direct you to. Our sponsorship. Which will be coming up shortly. And I will be timing out. As I said. I will invite you. To come into the. Jesus. The Lord's family. Um, if you're unsaved, Just fall on your knees. And pray for him. And think of what he has done. He died for us. He gave his blood. He gave his will. He gave everything and rose the third day. So I encourage you, really, if you're unsaved and you feel that there's nothing left in this world, there is somebody that does love and care. And that is Yeshua or the Christ. He does care. So so does the Heavenly Father as well. So we're at the top of the hour and I will be cutting it soon, soon, soon to take a 10-minute break. And we'll be back in 10 minutes. Just remember, Sacred Elohim's Diamond Light and Pearl Ministries, we're here every weekend on Saturday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with our recordings. So you be ready and I'll be ready. All right. So I'll see you guys in a few minutes. All right. Hello, hello, everybody. I just received a prophetic thing from Facebook itself, which is interesting. Uh let me go back into it. And this is what it says. United Nations asks world religions to defer authority to them, saying they are the experts. When I saw this headline, I thought for sure I was looking at a se- situational website. I then researched to see if the claims of this was factual. They are Brothers, the sign of the times told us by Jesus himself are all around us. Open your eyes and your Bibles if you cannot see this. And I'm going to blow it up here just a little so I can see. Now, as he said on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming at the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many. You will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But at the, but, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famine, pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they will deliver you up to up to tribulation and kill you you'll be hated by all nations for my namesake and then the end then many will be offended will be betrayed by one another and will hate one another then many false prophets will arise up and deceive many and because lawlessness will abound the love of many will grow cold but he who endures to the end shall be saved And the gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all nations. And then the end will come. And that's Matthew 24, 3 through 14. I have written so many articles about the evils of the United Nation. I have written about the Alice Bradley of the Lucas Trust and many other New Age characters who are accepted with one arm by the devilish institution. We have been praying for the UN United Nations building would be moved from the United States and to other local areas anywhere but here. UN experts. Will religions should defer to authority of UN experts? Special rap reporter Ahmad Saheed concludes that the law based in traditional morals, often religious in nature, should be repealed if they conflict with the opinions of human rights scholars and U.N. experts. Ouch. Washington, Washington D.C., March 6th of 2020, according to the U.N. Specialist experts on Freedom of Religion, the fringe view of U.N. human rights body must be proceeding over the mainstream beliefs of many leading world religions when it comes to law and policy. In his new launch annual report, Ahmed Shahida, or Shahid, the UN special rap reporter on freedom of religion or belief, wrote about the intersection of religion and gender equality. He concluded that the law based in traditional morals, often religious in nature, should be repealed if they conflict with the opinions of human rights scholars and UN experts. States have an obligation to agree to everyone, including women, children, LGBT, and people, and equal rights to freedom of religion or beliefs, he said, including by creating an embedding environment where pluralism and progressive self-understanding can be manifested. In order to enable these self-understandings, law, criminalization, abortion, or various sexual behaviors would need to be overruled. Shahid noted that the law regarding abortion and homosexuality behavior often arise when the application of religious teachings regarding the sanctity of life, the family, and sexual morality. While stopping short of directly calling on major world religions, such as Christianity or Islam, to change their doctrines, he attempted to differentiate between patriarchal and gender equality. Interruptions of religious teachings, interpretations of religious teachings. The report cites the world of scholars who have worked to promote progressive re interruptions of faith traditions, adding that the source of gender based violence or discrimination is not necessarily religious, but rather certain interpretations of them, where are not protected per se. The notion of LGBT rights, a concept that has only recently entered the pro- prevalence of scholars, which has no interpretation, international consensus, must less a formally accept definition, is treated by the report as a given, in contrast, religious tradition, such dated back thousands of years, are treated as subordinate. The special rap reporter cites many feminist and human rights scholars is arguing that rules... Regarding the status of men and women, including in the point of clergy, are not only religious but political and therefore are a concern for the state and international human rights laws. Last November, Shahid tweeted a quote from the workshop focusing on gender equality and freedom of religion. When access to safe abortion is denied, the rights to life, the rights to health, and the rights to equal human dignity is denied. On Monday, the Human Rights Council headed an an interaction dialogue with a special rap rap reporter where a joint statement was preceded on behalf of several pro-life and pro-family organizations, including CFAM, raising objections to the report disregarding for the rights of the unborn child and calling to restrict the rights of conscious. Objections to Abortion by Healthcare Professionals. This position of the uh, Special Rap Reporter on Freedom of Religion or Beliefs is part of the subset of the UN Human Rights Council, known as a Special Procedure. As such, he serves in an individual unpaid capacity and his reports are advisory and non-binding. Nevertheless, they feel in the UN... UN's library of human right documents that frequently cite each other's indefying interpretations of human rights that are far from gaining widespread support among the UN member, UN's member state. Previously, special rap reporters included those who mandated including torture, violence against women, and rights to health have used their posts to advance pro-abortion positions. Only today, the rapture, ready posts and articles of mine. And it says the UN will usher in the Antichrist. Coincidence? I think not. The coincidences of evidence are upon us and one would have to be Oblivious to the words of the Bible to not see it. The whole world watches in horror as we see the coronavirus traveling from one country to another. Scientists have never seen a virus like this. And now we see the UN brazenly telling the world that all religions should come under their authority. The only thing which keeps me calm is now that none of this is new to our God. He is full of control. Can, how can I be saved? It says, Shalom, bat Yeshua, and Maranatha. But according to this article, the UN is after our religious rights people. So it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. So we got to look at the whole picture and look at what's happening. So let's go back to the ninth harbinger here. I just read an article on Prophecy. And we're going into the, the harbinger of the prophecy. The sign of the prophecy, a national leader utters these vows soon, soon after the calamity. Speakers prophetically proclaim that which would take place and become part of the national part of the national record and setting the nation's course to judgment. OK, the ancient appearance of this soon after the attack of 732 B.C., a letter uttered the vow, the speaker of, of what would take place before it did and being recorded by the prophet Isaiah and setting the nation's course to judgment. So here we again, We just talked about a prophetic sign. Which is the UN wanting all religions, whether it be Christianity or what around the world, to report to them the things that they do and believe so they can take our rights away for religion. And detect detect us what we can and can't believe in. Okay. So the reappearing of this was on September the eleventh, the day after calamity, the American Congress gathered on the Capitol Hill to issue a national response. The man appointed to speak for the nation was a senator majority, leader, a Senate majority leader. He read the vow from Isaiah 9 10. This laid Yeshua's judgment, this Yahuwah's judgment or God's judgment, this led it into the second stage. Okay, the shaking and the second shake. Okay, so we had the first shake was the Twin Towers. Well, what's the second shake and why? The second shake after the Nine Harbingers, which was 9-11, is the collapse of America. Financial and economic power. Beginning with the implosion of Wall Street, based on dates, times, and hours. Woo! ho ho! Looky there, people. He mentions it. The Isaiah effect of 9-10. Ancient biblical principles from the last days of Israel reveals how America's response to the first shaking was. The second shaking was the collapse of America and the global economies. Okay, what's a button mystery? Okay, he explains what a button mystery is. On that day, America began its rise to global financial superpower as a signed appearance. On September the 11th of tw- 2001, the same sign repeated, but in a different form, foreshadowing not the rise of a great power, but the warning of its coming fall. Interesting. All right, so now we got the mystery of the three witnesses, or the third witness. The scripture ordained that, that before a matter of judgment is executed, there must be at least two to three witnesses, two or three, who bear consistent testimony concerning the matter. <clears throat> Reveals that in the case of America and judgment, all three witnesses have appeared. The third witness is the President of the United States. Ouch. So, the third witness to this whole thing happening was Obama. He was a third witness of the building of the towers after uh, George Bush put us in war. He was the third witness to the building of the towers, the resurrecting of the towers, the resurrecting of this and that and whatever. He was a third witness all the way down the line to the shaking. Okay, The harbinger continues the new manifestations, one of these concerning the seventh harbinger and a clear biblical sign foretold the judgment of a nation, another concerning a prophetic word hidden in the ruins of Ground Zero, another concerning the fourth harbinger, the tower, the president, of the United States and the eighth word eight words that led to the nation's destruction. Another concerning a message sent out to millions in America and around the world, confirming the link of Isaiah to September of the 11th of 20 2001, but given years before the calamity took place who I wonder who sent that out. Now, number five is another concern of events that took place long before America became a nation and connected to giving of the message of the harbinger itself. All right. So we're, we're now at the mystery of ground. Another mystery revealed in the warranted mention is the mystery ground. Embedded in America's foundation is a prophetic warning. This warning was given to America's, America's first day as a nation, linked to the same day, as this it it was the ground of earth. America's ground of consecration. It is here the nation was dedicated to Yahuwah God at birth. Okay? It is the ground which joins together ancient Israel to 9-11. Prophetic warning for and to America to this hour. So, that ends... Shemitah for this week. We will start the next section of Shemitah next week. Uh, I should have it outlined before the week's out. Um, And I am going to conclude here. And I'm going to make an announcement. I welcome you to Impact Church. Um, I hope to see you there. And I hope that you come. It's 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio. Just remember, I read a prophetic warning tonight. The U.N. is wanting to take our rights away, people. Think about it. The U.N. is wanting to take our rights away. I said it's just only a matter of time before we see what the U.N. does. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, yes, yes. We see what the U.N. does. All right. So I'm going to recap top of the hour. Hello, hello, my uh, podcast and uh, Facebook viewers, Instagram also. We are now getting ready to do a devotional series. We're just a little over an hour in. I plan usually our podcast around an hour to two hours. I'm going to do four or five segments tonight, so it's going to be a little longer than normal. We are starting our devotional series. Um, Our men's devotional started this week, um, but we're going to go over our standard devotional series as, as we go along. Um, I've not got Priscilla Shearer ready yet, so we're not going to do that. So we are looking never fails. So I am going to read Psalms 4814 for you. For the Lord, for for this Yahuwah, our God, is our Yahuwah forever and ever. He will be our guide even to the ends of time. So that is Psalms 4814. What does he mean by this? Never fails, failures. So we are looking at choices made some choices is lifelong a day a week or a few minutes some Things are just individual where we live what kind of job we do who we marry Who we stay with all choices leave a lasting impact when God is in them to guide us not all decisions last forever Through it all, Yahuwah is our long life guide. With with Yahuwah's wisdom, we will never fail. We will never have never failures. So that is our little devotional letting go for the week. Alrighty. So we're going to go to Sheer now. And I'm going to read her first devotional from... Always Jesus. See what she has to say. And we'll do two of them today. That way we got her in. So, the first one is, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing new things as you begin a fresh year. Rejoice that I am continuing working newness into your life. Do not let recent disappointments and failures define you or dampen your expectations. This is a time to make a fresh start. I am a god of unlimited creativity. Expect me to do surprising things in the year that stretches out before you. Today is a precious gift, as every day is a precious gift. The present moment is where I meet with you, beloved. So, I seek so seek my face throughout the day that I have made. I have carefully prepared it for you with tender attention to every detail. I want you to rejoice and be glad in it. Search for signs of my loving presence as you journey along the path of life. Look for the little pleasures I have shown you along the pathway, some, sometimes in, in surprising places, and, met, and thank me for each one. Your thankfulness will keep you close to me and help you find your joy in your journey. So again, this is Jesus always a joy in his presence. So Isaiah 43, 18 and 19 states, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now in this, now it springs up. You do not perceive it. I am making a way in the deserts and streams in the wasteland. Then Psalms 118 24 states this is a day that the Lord has made let us rejoice and be glad in it And then Psalms 16 11 says you will show me the paths of life in your presence in fullness and joy At your right hand are the pleasures forevermore now our next reading from the same book is I am your joy ah, he says we'll heard his joy these are Former words can light up your life since I am always with you. The joy of my presence is continually accessible to you. You can open up my presence through your trust in me. Trust. Your love for me. Try saying, Jesus, you are my joy. Who? Yeah. My light will shine upon you and within you as you, rejo- as you rejoice in me, your Savior. Ponder all I have done for you and all that I'm go- I am to you. This will lift you up above your circumstances. When you become my follower, I empower you to rise above the conditions in your life. I will fill you with my spirit. And the Holy Helper has unlimitless power. I am I promised that I will come back and take you to be with me in heaven, that you may be where I am forever. Whenever your world is looking dark, brighten your perspective by focusing on me. Relax in my presence and hear me say, Beloved, I am your joy. So Psalms twenty one, six states this Surely you have granted me, granted him eternal blessings and made him glad with the joy of your presence. Okay, sorry there Then Philippians four four says rejoice in the Lord always again. I say rejoice and then John 14.3 says And it and if I go and prepare a place for you I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am So he makes a promise that we will go to heaven with him All righty So now we are going to read Jesus's calling And we've already read once this uh, last week. So we are going to go to our next reading. Relaxing in in his healing presence. Relax in my healing presence as you spend time with me. Your thoughts tend to jump ahead to today's plans and problems. Ike, bring your mind back to me for refreshing and renewal. Let the light of my presence soak into you. As you focus focus your thoughts on me, thus I equipped you to face whatever day brings. These sacrifices of time please me and strengthen you. Do not scamp on our time together. Resist the clamors of tasks awaiting to be done. You have chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from you. All right, so we look at Psalms 80 nine fifteen Blessed are those who have learned to acclaim you, who walk in the light of your presence, O Lord. Then Psalms 105, 4 says, look to the Lord and his strength to seek his face always. Okay, and she has a little analogy down here. It says she had a sister called Mary. Okay. It's Luke. 10 39 through 42 is talking about the sister she had a sister elizabeth had a sister called mary who sat at the lord's feet listening to what he said but martha was distracted by the preparations that had been made she came to him and asked lord don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work myself tell her to help me martha martha the lord answered you are worried and upset about many things but only one thing is needed Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not take be taken away from her. So think about being in His healing presence. What it means to us, not just physically healing, but spiritual healing. All righty. So now we are going to do our teen and tween devotional. For the evening and I'm going to read two from the teen and tween and it would be living in the light. Okay, so we're going to look at first devotional. It comes out of Genesis 3, 6 through 7. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eye and the tree desirable to make one wise, she took of the fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Yikes! I once heard someone say, any sin we cover, God uncovers. And if any sin we cover, God covers. So, in other words, what he's saying here, any sin that we cover, God will uncover it and reveal it. And any sin... We uncover God covers. Since the beginning of time, man has attempted to cover his own sin. Solomon taught an incredible principle in Proverbs twenty-eight, thirteen: "He who covers his sin will not prosper, but whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy." Our adversary, the devil, always makes promises; he has no intention of keeping. He is indeed a liar, a and a subtle one at that. In the garden, the enemy used the fruit that looked too good to resist, and today we offer temptations we often feel we cannot live without, only to find out that the results are the disappointments and shame. When we are ashamed of our sins, we attempt to use fig leaves of our own making to cover them up, but our precious Heavenly Father often the sec- offered the sacrifice of His only Son, and He shed the blood. To cover our sins. May the Lord Jesus grant wisdom from heaven to help you discern good from evil. And may we not try to cover up our sins. Rather, may we find forgiveness through his shedding blood. He says, Lord Jesus, help me not to be ignorant of the enemy's advances. And amen. So now we go to the next one. Behold, I am, see this is Genesis 28:15. Behold, I am with you and will keep you wherever you go and will bring you back to the land this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. This passage in Genesis is an example of what may refer to as a divine interpretation. In this book, Jacob was forced to leave his homeland after his brothers wanted to kill him, but right in the midst of his trouble, he received a comforting promise from Yahweh or God. As I study the sacrifice text day by day, I find myself giving special attention to God's promises. When someone gets too heavy, gets to the very bottom of God's truth, I have found no greater promise than that of God's presence. I am with you at the end of the day. God's greatest gift is himself. His presence is so reassuring comforting overwhelming and glorious often my schedule takes me to distant places but it comforts me to know he is with me and he has protected me jacob enjoyed god's presence throughout his journey away from home similarly to jacob you have to leave the land of promise but you won't lose the lord's presence regardless of where you are today and whatever Your need is his presence is enough the promise of God's presence also brings the promise of protection He will keep you wherever you go. You never need to fear because God will keep you safe on his journey And he says Lord you are the close close as the mere mention of your name and amen So that is our two Devotionals we got our guy series after this we will start uh we were almost at the top of the hour. Um, as I said, I haven't got Priscilla yet or Esther started. So I to get them lined out and then we'll also do a, a general Bible study. So this ends our week. We've got our four sessions in this week or three or whatever. But I will say the last recording I mentioned that the UEN is trying to control our... Uh, <clears throat> religious rights. So people be aware. The signs are all around us. Our government, they're in, in fighting. The Democrats want to take it over to bring in New World Order. Whatever it is, I don't know. But they wanna they want to rule the show. Then we got the UN trying to tell us that we can't have our religious rights. They're discriminating or in this case persecuting. They want all world religions to give up their rights. That's dangerous. Very dangerous. We can't afford to give up our freedom in in, uh, in in Jesus Christ or Yeshua, the Nazarite, or Yahuwah. If we give up our belief in that, we're giving up everything. We're turning our back on Him. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, I want to be with my Lord. I don't want to be here on earth. There's nothing here left for me. So, I will say that I welcome you to Impact Church. I want to see you there Sunday, um, 2319 South 6th Street, Arnton, Ohio, 45638. That's their address. If you're outside the area, you can find them on Impact on Facebook, or you can find them at impact-arnton.com, and you can get access to their things. They're also on Instagram. So, again, I welcome you. I hope to see you there. If not, well, just another day. I'll continue announcing it. We're almost at the top of the hour. And I've got one more reading, which is a 10-minute, 20-minute devotional, which is our men's series. And I'll be doing two of them. And I want the men to thank. I mean, you know, women can enjoy this too. Radical Wisdom. God does have radical wisdom and we learn radical wisdom every day. So just keep it in your thoughts. All right. I'll see you in another 10 minutes.